Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, uh, tell me about your friend here, <laughs> Miss Kiala Mervici. Kiala's awesome, bro. Um, she's a global educator for Redkin. She's been with L'Oreal for um, a few years. I think like 10 or 15 years. Actually, she's been with Redkin for 22 years, um, and now she's the global educator. She's also the inventor of hair-pressed color, which um, you know you really got to check out. You check it out on um, on Instagram and stuff. It's yeah, as I researched her, uh, I was checking out a lot of her uh, hand pressed videos, and uh, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's tight. It's pretty cool. It's a totally different approach to uh, coloring hair, and she's uh, pretty neat. So um, I'm excited. Can't wait to uh, get into it. Me too. And uh, pardon the uh, some of these rough cuts that you guys might hear, but uh, mm-hmm. we had to record this thing three or four times. We were having uh, internet issues and. Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, finally, my man Corey here was able to uh, get us back on track. Well, you know, get us back on track or just salvage some stuff. So, you know, it was tough. We had some uh, some internet issues and we had some drop calls and stuff. But, um, you know, I think uh, I think we got some really good content out of it. And um, I'm really, really happy to uh, to share her story. So, uh, you know, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk to Miss Kiala Mervici. So, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and I'm sitting next to my dude here, Tony. What's up? What's up? What's up, What's going on, brother? Hey, hey, so... Um, I'm totally stoked about our uh, guest today. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I'm very happy and proud to say that uh, Kiala is an industry friend of mine. Um, we've known each other for a few years, and I'm um, just just a big thank you, really, Kiala, for um, for coming on and joining our show today. Yeah, oh, it's, an, it's an honor, and I think what you guys are doing is really great. I, I think it gives... Um, the industry and, you know, one-on-one with artists uh, that maybe they see on a main stage and, you know, it's uh, more personal and yeah. it, it allows us to really connect with our audience and uh, show them a little bit about who we are uh, beyond the hair. So thank you for having me today. Absolutely. I mean, uh, pleasure. It's definitely our pleasure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, kind of like when Tony and I were thinking of um, doing this podcast, that's exactly kind of what we thought about is, you know, for so many years you see, you know, some great um, artists on the stage or you see great artists in the magazines or stuff. But, you know, you never really get to know them other than, you know, watching them under the lights. So we just kind of wanted to bring a human element to our industry. And, you know, hopefully by introducing, you know, the um, introducing some of these people to the masses or on the podcast that they uh, people can also take away a nugget or two. So, um or just inspiration, even like where their careers can go. So again, thank you very much, Kiala. Thanks for having me. So let's jump in. You want to jump in? Yep. You ready? So, let's do it, man. Let hey. us know where uh, you're from. 
I am from a small city in Massachusetts, in western Massachusetts, called Springfield. Um, and, you know, it's, um, I'd say it's kind of a low-income area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not too many people make it out of there. Let's just put it that way. But uh, I managed to, to make it out, and uh, I'm here in New York City, and I've been here, you know, for the past 10 years. Um, and, you know, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little girl. Awesome. You know, to be in New York, so here I am. So, uh, what got you interested in the uh, in the industry? Uh, you know, I was a young girl, and um, I remember seeing a uh, Calvin Klein runway show on a right. Saturday news special. <laughs> and originally, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. Right. And uh, I saw this. You know, everything looked really clean and sexy, and Calvin Klein, of course, was really simple. Yeah, right. And I thought I want to go to New York and become a fashion designer. Um, so you know, I had that kind of bug to be a part of you know the fashion industry uh, at a really young age. Right. And um, uh, yeah, so it kind of evolved into you know as I started to immerse myself in fashion very young. Mm-hmm. I remember my walls in my bedroom had you know fashion magazines taped all over them, and uh, I did some crazy. I even started doing little photo shoots and stuff like that. You know, so uh, most little girls had tiger beat on the walls. You didn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So how did that evolve into hair? Uh, you know, I think I started to kind of look at more and more fashion and, um, you know, I'm creative. I like working with my hands mm-hmm. and it kind of evolved into, you know what, I think I want to do the hair. The more runway shows I saw and the more extravagant, you know, of course, you know, that's not our day-to-day kind of hair. That's, no, you know, that moves more into an art form. Um, and so... You know, I just started to get really fascinated with it, and I thought, how am I going to make a living at this? You know, so uh, it kind of, I, I said, you know what, I think I want to do the hair. So then I said, I want to move to New York and be a hairstylist and do the hair for these runway shows. For the and, runway shows? What was your path to get to the runway shows? I mean, to, not, I'm sorry, your path to getting to New York. I mean, Springfield to New York, although isn't far apart <laughs> miles-wise. On the Amtrak. No. <laughs> <laughs> practice, um, kid, Practice. <laughs> yeah um you know i i uh went to hairdressing school as soon as i could sign up so i think i think i was like 17 or 18 years old right and um you know i i it was a small school still open little hole in the wall school called mansfield beauty school and give them a little shout out shout out to um, mansfield <laughs> and um yeah so then i you know a week before graduation I cut my hair into a pixie because I thought it would get me the job. You know, right. any girl, any any eighteen year old girl that shows up at a salon with a pixie haircut should be hired. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, it worked. I got a job. I I sought after you know the 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 best salon I could find in my area, and it happened to be a L'Oreal salon. Uh, the owner. Um, Bill Ochoa, he's passed mm-hmm. on, but he was a, a platform artist for L'Oreal right. and uh, had a very successful salon in, in my hometown area. And, uh, you know, I, I started there and I did the old fashioned assisting program, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's been 25 years. So things Uh-oh. have changed quite a bit. You know? right. But yeah, I got the lattes. And, you know, I did the towels and swept the swept hair the floor and, and was belittled a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, we all started that um, way. Yeah. <laughs> That's called the process, kid. Right, right. You know, and um, so, you know, from there, I just kind of bounced around from one salon to the next. And I think that's pretty normal in our industry. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like buying a house, you know, you kind right. of shop around until you find out where you want to live. And, uh, so I did that for quite some time and, um, you know, I was fed up. Right. Like a lot of I us was, get to, right? Yeah, I was, I was fed up. I actually was just like, you know what, this isn't for me. You know, um, I, I was about to quit. Right. Uh, the, hair, the hair industry and you know as an educator now if I you know fast forward um, I could have helped a lot of those salons you and, could have helped and yourself, hopefully right? they came back into my path at some point well, thank god you um, didn't quit you know right <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad I didn't give up but um, so this sales consultant came into the salon that I was working at and she said you know I said, I'm done. There's no salons that, you know, have the right education. And I just feel like I'm not thriving. And maybe this isn't for me. She mm -hmm. said, I have two tickets to a hair show. I'd like you to join. Here, you can just have them for free. And I said, all right, I'll go. And uh, so she sat me with this salon. Uh, they were from Northampton, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And a very successful salon, Jennifer's Hair Company. And I uh, joined them at their table. And it happened to be a Redken show. So this was the very first time. And I didn't understand the colors and the numbers and, you know, uh, what kind of products they were talking about. And now I'm like four years, maybe three, four years into the industry. So at that point, I feel I, I really didn't understand color. Right. Um, I knew how to copy stuff. I knew how to read the formulas out of the book and put it on the person, but I didn't always have success. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, sometimes that's, you know, how, you know, a lot of colorists get by for, for until they get the right education. Sure. sure. And um, so, you know, I sat there and uh, it happened to be a launch of Color Fusion, I believe. I'm pretty sure it was a launch of Color Fusion. And George Alderetti, who's uh, been um, not only a colleague of mine for many, many years, but also a friend. Right. Uh, somebody, you know, I admire his work. I think he does beautiful work. And he was on stage, and there was another man cutting. I think his name was Nick. And um, it was the presentation of this show and the really the sparkle, the beauty and the hair color that attracted me to Redken. And I thought I want to be a part of this company. And so I started, you know, I ended up working for the salon that I sat with. So that was really nice. Oh, you worked at that salon in Hampton? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And they were really, really focused on education. Um, so I started taking like specialist program, uh, master specialist. Mm -hmm. And back then, we tracked our, I learned about business and, and Michael Cole was, a, I believe it was Michael Cole's program back then as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have, we were old school. We didn't have technology like we do <laughs> now. We actually had like a book that you colored in the little squares and it showed your progress, you know, your add on services and all of that. And, um, yeah, so it, I, I started to build my business and I saw the power of, you know, retailing and tracking and, right education my work was getting better and better and I was making more money and um you know I had you know success I had success in starting out you know with Redkin yeah. I had I had huge success yeah young so, very young yeah no doubt I mean I I know I've talked to another hairdresser that I kind of wish I um I came up in the the Redkin world um just because they do such a great job of teaching you how to do a business and um you know how to make money in this industry right I think you know, there's a lot of people, even even still today with even Instagram, I think there's a lot of people that um, 
are doing some good work, but I don't know if they're actually, you know, making the dollars. Right. If they're maximizing, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the work, yeah, and their time. Absolutely. So that got you to the salon. What, um, how'd you get into like Redken education and what, you know, eventually what brought you to the big fat apple? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was working at the salon in Northampton and, and like I said, I took pretty much took every Redken class that you could take there. Mm-hmm. I, I literally was tapped out of classes and, um, I was hungry, you know, I was like, when it works, when you go, you learn something, you apply it, it works. You have success. You just want more. You want more and more and more. And then you get to a point where you're like, you know, what's next for me? So I had a conversation with a regional education uh, manager, I guess. And um, I said, you know, what's next for me? And she said, why don't you teach? And I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot. And I think from the get-go, I've always shared Honestly, you know, like here, I want to share this with you because it works for me. Right. You know, I really believed in this and it worked and I wanted other people to be successful as well. And uh, so I ended up auditioning, which is a lot different than the audition (laughs) process nowadays. (laughs) So you auditioned for Redken then? Uh, Redken has, you know, they have some really good programs in place for um, aspiring artists, uh, They have, you know, they really set them up. They have, you know, um, education prior to their auditions. So Mm -hmm. they're really set up for success. Uh, When I went, it was kind of like American Idol. (laughs) (laughs) It was like you didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) Uh, You know, you just kind of got up there and and, um, gave it your best shot. Give give your best shot, huh? Yeah. So was he mean like Simon? (laughs) Yeah, was there any Simons there? No, well, I wouldn't call him a Simon, but uh, John Stellato was one of the judges, and he's a very, you know, inspirational person, and he um, has impacted my career over the years, and uh, (laughs) he he was there, he was really kind. I had, um, you know, a stack of index cards (laughs) everything on the index cards and um i was fumbling them they were dropping and you know all these things and he said put the cards down you know what you're talking about and just be yourself and uh you know he always sends that message to artists you know just be you be authentic that's great advice isn't it yeah especially being young it takes so many years to kind of find that and who you are and how you (laughs) just get comfortable in your feet and your shoes i mean so cool. So then you were educating for Redkin. Did you start off like the normal route, like just on like product knowledge classes and kind of work through that system? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, started teaching like uh, product knowledge, shampoo classes, you know, um, pretty much. Yeah, product knowledge. <laughs> that's and then <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the track, right? I mean, if you if you were a young hairdresser now and you wanted to work for you know one of the big companies, that would be the um, that'd be the track that you know people still follow today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it takes some time, you know, um, to really discover, you know, your uh, passion. Uh, you know, everybody's passionate about hair, but sure. there's going to be one particular area that you're like, yeah, this is this is it. This is my fire. This, That's the this one. is what this is what I live for. This right. is this is what I was made for. And um, you know, I think if I could give you know advice to artists that are you know looking to take it to that level, is try everything. Try everything, cutting, design, you know, styling, everything. And, you know, expose yourself to those things. And that's the only way that you're going to really find out, you know, what what your area of expertise yeah. could be. That makes sense. 
<clears throat> so how long were you doing that kind of stuff before you um, made it to New York? Um, I, let's see, I was like five years into, into the hair industry when I started with Rankin. Mm-hmm. And um, I, within a, like a year and a half, I was doing some, you know, small stages uh, at uh, trade shows. Right. And um, I moved fairly quickly with Redkin. I was kind of fast-tracked a bit, and uh, which is, a, you know, is a good thing and also can have some backlash <laughs> as well because you, you might not be prepared to stand on stage in front of, you know, uh, 500 people. Right. You know, that's, it can be a little intimidating as a young artist. So. How did you get through that? Um, you know, I think initially I was just so focused. I was, I, I remember I did one show with Patrick MacGyver. This mm-hmm. was up in, uh, Rochester, New York. And it was like one of my first big shows and he had all mannequins, you know, and he right. was watching like skate skateboard videos and stuff in the model room. And I had all these models because, you know, my idea of what I've seen was, uh, these main stage artists had all these beautiful models, so right. I thought the more models I picked, the better I would, Everybody you know, did. it would be. Well, I was working my butt off, and he was watching <laughs> skateboard videos, just laughing at me like, ha, ha, ha. and uh, so you know, I, I made a lot of extra work for myself, and I was really, you know, focused on the words and the content and all of that thing. And I think as you become more grounded, um, you start to share more of your personal style through your work um and i think that you know it's really important for artists to be authentic to tap into that and to create what you believe in not just you know um what's in front of you but to create what you believe in yeah i i totally agree with that 100 percent. i mean you need to uh yeah not only believe in yourself you know but like you said earlier you need to Make sure you you sample and try everything to make sure that you've uncovered, you know, your best self in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, to get back to your question, uh, yeah, you're really nervous, I think, because you want to please also, you know, you want to make sure that you're pleasing the company, that you're, you know, delivering the content and the message and you're selling the products. And, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes behind it. Um, but like I said, you know, I learned to take that nervous energy, you know, like that nervousness and just push, give it to, you know, not give them nervous energy, but give that passion and turn right. it into, uh, you know, love and just give it and share it with my audience. And I think if you're in the right place yourself, uh, that comes naturally to you. And are you still at the Hampton Salon uh, at this point? Uh, I was, yeah. I was at the Northampton Salon, and I did really well there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of success, and I started traveling with Redkin. And um, I made it to New York at 21 years old for my first uh, fashion show. Oh, I, wow. I, it was surreal. I, I, I mean, I came from this small town, you know, and they invited me. Uh, back then, Fashion Week was really exclusive. It was uh, at Bryant Park um, mm-hmm. in New York which they no longer have it there. Um, but, it, you know, there was a circuit. There was a small circuit of artists that would work Fashion Week, and you'd be there all week. Right. Um, and, you know, it's really great now that, you know, anybody has that opportunity to go. 
um, and to experience that. So, you know, you see a lot of artists from big companies like Ulta. They have lots of artists that come in. And now you see salon teams working. But back then, you know, it was like a, it was a real honor, honor to be asked to uh, do hair for Fashion Week. And I remember leaving New York, driving through like Times Square in my car, <laughs> just thinking, that's it. I made it. Yeah. I can quit today. <laughs> it it was really fulfilled. surreal. You know, I just, <laughs> it was like one of the best days. You know, it was my childhood dream. Like I said, I wanted to come to New York and do hair on the runways. And I was 21 years old and I just thought, that's it. I'm done. I'm You're succeeded. Done. That's impressive. <laughs> Not mean, a lot of people can say that they, within, you know, the 10 years they've achieved their, their big dreams, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. So that so, so you so you visited New York that that weekend. What uh or that week? What uh what what got you to New York, man? How did you uh what a move to uh Manhattan? Yeah, so I um I'm sorry, I'm all crooked here. I um ended up opening a salon in uh, Massachusetts uh-huh. in my uh, hometown and um built a you know, built the uh salon based on um you know, my personal style. Uh, passion, creativity. We used to produce shows. Our salon team used to produce like these uh, charity events. Uh, we would do like runway shows for consumers, not for hairdressers. So we, <laughs> we would put on these big shows. You know, we did it for about five years straight. So we had a really, right. it was a family that I created there, you know, a culture. Kella, let's backtrack a little bit. Where, um, what was the name of the salon? Salon Kiala. Salon Kiala. Salon Kiala. So I guess you couldn't really uh, keep it going with your name on it, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be too weird. So you're working at Salon Kiala, and then Redkin calls you and offers you a, I guess, an interview, right? Right, right. That's right, yeah. So they called me and said there's a position open in New York, and we think you would be perfect for it. We'd love if you would come to New York and interview for the job, so... I did. And uh, then I didn't hear anything back for, you know, uh, a few weeks. It was uh, some time had passed. And then... Uh, that must have seemed like HR- torture, right? <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's like <laughs> Christmas, like waiting for right. it, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, HR called me finally and they said, you know, we gave this position to another candidate, but we really want uh, to utilize your skills and we don't want to let you go. So we have an opportunity at another uh, brand. How do you right. feel about sw- switching brands? And uh, I said, okay, what brand? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, would have it mattered at that point? Would have it mattered at that point? No, but, you know, I had spent, you know, some time with Red Kim. You, right. have, you know, you, you get really comfortable. Now you're going to go and learn, you know, a whole other brand. So Sure. Right. It's like... Um, yeah, because, I mean, you, you had the Red Redkin bug, you know what I mean? You want Your whole goal is to be with Redkin, and all of a sudden they said, well, we have uh, this over here. Not I mean, quite Redkin. Right. I can, be, I can see where you can, like, kind of be a little, all right, where is this going? Kind of be disappointed <laughs> at first, but. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was Matrix, you know, a brand, uh, you know, I had heard of, but sure. uh, didn't really know much about. And, uh. So I interviewed for that, and then uh, I uh, started, you know, within, I think it was a couple of weeks after the interview, 
And uh, I had, you know, moved to New York mm-hmm. and uh, was the global education manager for Matrix. So at this point, you still had Salon Kiala. And so within a few weeks, you, uh, you shut it all down? Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very fast. Wow. Um, so, yeah. That was and, you know, crazy yeah, it was, it, it, you know, that's the story of my life. Everything always is like, let's go, do it. The op- <laughs> seize the opportunity at the moment. Yeah, right? So, um, Mad respect but, for that. <laughs> yeah, it makes you very, you, you become very flexible right. and adaptable, right? Yeah. So, um, so then you started working for Matrix and... Um, what were you doing there? Were you doing like product knowledge classes? Were you doing like stage work? At what when you first got to New York? What what was your job details? Yeah, not at all. I was actually the education. I was a global education manager, oh. and um, so you go from being the artist to managing education. Uh, so writing writing technicals for the artists to go out on stage and uh-huh. into classes to teach and. Um, launching, being a part of launching the education for new products. Um, at the time, Matrix was launching a uh, line called Total Results. Okay, yeah, I remember and, that one. Yeah. So that was um, that was like 2009-ish? Correct, yep, yep. And, you know, so when you're launching a new product, you have all these different areas. You have the, um, obviously, you know, the, the education that's even on the bottle how to use it, you know, oh, right. um, the technicals as far as like, <laughs> it's, different than, it's different than I lather, mean, rinse, lather again. <laughs> repeat, right? <laughs> repeat, exactly. uh, Instruction three, repeat. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to shoot the imagery and oh, wow. you have to write the technicals so that the artist can go out and teach, you know, so you write the education platforms so the artists can go out and teach right. uh, these products as well. So it, it was, it was, um, you know, uh, it was a learning experience because, of course, I'm going from the other side of it where I'm the artist, you know, usually being fed the information right. and uh, then go on stage and teach. Uh, in this case, I was on the other side of the, uh, you know, of the um, coin. So uh, I will say this. I, I stayed in that position for about a year before I got the bug to come back and teach. I really wanted to be back with uh, the hairdressers in the salon and teach. So I kind of transitioned out of that job and back into uh, teaching for Redken. Okay. So it was about, it was about a one year turnaround from when you started with matrix to teaching with Redken. Yeah. And then you did mostly in salon teaching at that point, or were you doing other teaching as well? Um, uh, no, actually, um, they, I came back right at the launch of chromatics. So it was oh, yeah. a perfect opportunity as a colorist to, you know, uh, they were launching their non non ammonia oil delivery system, yeah. color chromatics, which and, we love, uh, by the way. Yeah, and you know, of course, you know, uh, right, you know, L'Oreal has that technology, and they had launched uh, Enoa before that, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, it was a good it was a good time to come back and teach as a colorist for Redkin, and I really missed just being with the people. You know, um, I will say this that. Uh, prior to taking the, the corporate job per se, right? right. Um, you know, I came out of that experience, a, a totally different hairdresser, a totally different educator. And it's because, you know, I was on the other side and I was able to see what it takes to launch a product, right. um, all the ins and outs, working with marketing, uh, managing shoots. There was just, there were so many 
things that I could take and, and move forward as an educator, as an educator um, that I probably wouldn't have had if I never took that opportunity. And, um, you know, I think that it just, it brought in, you know, it, it allowed me to see the big picture right. um, when, when a corporate company comes to you and says, we're launching this product, this is our objective. I now understand you know, the, the back end of it, what happens to get to the point where you're feeding the artist the information and they're bringing it out to the salon. So, um, definitely, definitely made me a different educator. So by, so by experiencing both sides, um, now that you're back to the educational side, were you able to, uh, or did they utilize your, your knowledge on both sides and ask for input, how we should deliver this or, uh, you know, what your thoughts, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been many times um, where when I came back to Redken where they would say, hey, you know what, let's let's talk to Kiala. She knows the corporate side of it. She understands, you know, how these things need to go into place. You know, they don't have to re-educate somebody on the process Mm -hmm. if they've already been through it. So, uh, yeah, so when I came back, yeah, I, I feel, you know, there were a lot of times where they utilized me because I had that experience. Well, it makes sense. It totally makes sense, right? Wish, wish we all kind of had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some of the stuff you're doing right now with Redken? Right now, um, right now I, I, I do a few things, not just with Redken, um, but I uh, kind of diversify, <laughs> diversify my uh, career. Uh, so, you know, I have... Uh, mostly in salon classes around the country with Redkin. And then um, I also run my company, which is Hand Press Color. And that takes a lot of my time and energy. And that is, you know, um, shipping, ordering, right. you know, all kinds of, you know, talk, working with the plastic manufacturers, nothing really exciting there. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, so what, um, what, what, what was your motive? I mean... How'd you get into hand press? Like, what was your inspiration to, to for hand press color? Yeah, so I, um, I, it was. It, have you ever read the Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell? I have if not. Have, kind of has, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't, it's a really great book. And just to sum it up, uh, Tipping Point is about you know that point where a product or you know method or service. Uh, isn't really, you know, popular or known in the general public. And then something happens and it becomes, you know, a trend or it becomes explosive or, you know, and that's that tipping point. Right. Uh, And that's kind of what happened with hand press color. I, uh, you know, kind of looked at what we were doing uh, in the salon, how we were getting from point A to point B. And I thought, you know, there's got to be another way. There has to be a faster, easier way. And at that time, this was like pre-vivid explosion, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, vivid hair color explosion. It was sure. like right at that time when it was about to, you know, people were starting to do pastel paints mm-hmm. and silvers. And then, you know, the colors just got brighter and brighter. But during that time, I, I remember I had just come back from Mexico um, and I was doing a show down south. I think it was in South Carolina. And... I had this model. I wanted to create this kind of oyster shell hair color on her. And I knew what I wanted to create, and it it took forever. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I was behind a backstage, you know, working on this model. I just thought, 
there's got to be an easier way. Well, I, I managed to get through it with the foils, but, uh, you know, when you're taking multiple colors and you're blending them onto, you know, a foil, and then you got to take another tool and you got to blend that to create, right. you know, kind of a multi-dimensional effect on the hair. And so when I came back from that show, um, I had a dream. <laughs> I think I was imagining all those colors <laughs> together. Right. And uh, it was kind of, you know, like all these colors living together, but you can see them separately as well, kind of like a jellyfish iridescent feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of, I, I woke up and I was like, wow, that's super cool. It was like holographic. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and, um, you Sounds know, like so I sweet. thought that would be really cool if I could create that on the hair. How can I create that on the hair? And then, it, you know, I learned a lot about invention during that time and the process of, you know, having an idea and then actually having something, you know, tangible in your hand. And uh, so I started just playing around with different tools that we had in the industry and um, uh, brushes and all of that. And nothing was working. And I think that that's how, you know, innovative ideas happen is when you look at what's existing and you say, you know what, there's got to be a, a faster, easier way to do this without reducing the quality. I always believe right. that innovation is about, you know, how can we get there faster but maintain the quality or make it even better? Absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> I always say there's 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 things that are fast and not good for you, right? right. Like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. McDonald's. Right. Most, most relationships. Most, most relationships. Right. That's right. <laughs> and and then there's things that are fast and make our life easier that hold their value. Like you know, I, I know it's cliche, but the iPhone. Yeah. Know? Sure. Um. We can Uber. transfer data, we can transfer pictures, take better quality, all of that faster, yet the quality, you know, standard of quality is still there. Sure. And uh, so, you know, over, you know, the process of a lot of things not working, I finally uh, came up with this process and it, 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 I was inspired by screen printing. Um, so. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. as a matter of fact, I mean, when you when you see the process, that's almost what it looks like. You know, it looks like it looks like screen printing, like a, a T-shirt or something. Yeah, and uh, so that's exactly exactly. I was thinking, how can we transfer these patterns to the hair without dragging them? See, when you use a bristle or a color brush, it drags the pattern. Right. So we literally just need to press the hair into the pattern. And how much tension are you using when you press it in? <laughs> Not too much at all. It's more of a glide, you know, on the, on the board. Yeah, watching um, you is uh, mesmerizing how you do that. You make it look so easy and simple, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> it takes a little bit of practice. I'm a boy. I'll push through the section. It does take a lot of practice. And, you know, the whole thing is I introduced a new method of application to our yeah. industry that's never been, you know, done before. So, of course, you know, uh, when I teach these classes, it's always interesting because people are like, you want me to use a, a plastic putty knife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. to, you know, yeah, so, you know, the um, process started there. But what happened was the idea was, you know, uh, publicized before the tools were actually made. Right. And um, I had a phone call from or an email from a freelance writer at Allure magazine. It was during Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. in 20, 2015, excuse me. And uh, she said, you know, I've been watching your Instagram 
And, uh, you know, I find this fascinating. It's really cool to watch. I'd love to write an article. And she happened to write that article during Fashion Week. Oh, good, good, good catch there, huh? Yeah, because it created that tipping point. So, you know, Allure magazine went up on like, you know, Monday or Tuesday. By the end of the day, I had like multiple uh, magazines calling, you know, everybody wanted to report on it. So that's cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, but uh, they were reporting. If you go back and kind of Google it and look at the um, articles, you'll see it was like she dreamt she dreamed she she, she dreamt this idea of you know like you know this is the thing that dreams are made of. You know the you know crisis. Coloring hair with glass and a knife. It was very. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people um, find out more on hand press color? Uh, I mean, we have been at some trade shows. Mm-hmm. Um, in July, I traveled to Germany and trained some artists in Germany. Um, so we have educators in uh, Russia and Germany, uh, both with Redken and outside of Redken. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a, a, a United States team as well that uh, works under Redkin's umbrella, so they can book classes. So they can uh, contact Redkin directly if they want to book a, a, a class either with myself or with any of the team members, or they can uh, visit the website, which is handpresscolor.nyc, and they can book uh, classes directly with me as well. Okay, awesome. And then um, you, you're on Instagram as well, right? Isn't it uh, at hairpressed? Oh, yeah. So I decided that I wanted to make a um, page on Instagram that was really to showcase all of the work that's being done by artists around the world, hair hair colors around the world. So that's really their place to show off um, their work. And then uh, I also um, have the uh, hand press color. There's also a page on uh, Facebook as well, which, uh, you know, I'm kind of phasing out of Facebook, I feel like Instagram has more power to reach, um, you know, a broader audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely for your portfolio as far as, you know what I mean, capturing what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Instagram is really, um, you know, right now it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Right now Instagram's free and it just, you know, uh, I know we spoke about this a little bit before, you know, uh, an opportunity for, you know, it doesn't matter where you live in the country or the world. Nope. You, um, through Instagram, can show your brand and you can show your work, uh, you know, to, to you know, the Absolutely. world. It's, it's definitely like a, a digital portfolio or, you know, a digital business card almost, you know. So Absolutely. People can just go visit, you know, either for your clients or, you know, for other hairdressers. Hey, look what I'm doing. Seems to be a lot of it, right? It's, it, 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 seem, it seems, you know, now uh, that, you know, it's, it's just oversaturated. <laughs> There's just so much out there. Um, which, you know, is great because I always feel like it's at that time when the like, market gets oversaturated that it really pushes people to come up with new ideas to, you know, push their creativity and um, try to – they're forced to, to stand out. They're forced to do something different. I think that's, that's a great thing for our industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think Instagram's also forcing us to dress hair again. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to, um, you know, promote your brand. And no matter where you live in the world, it's, you know, we're fortunate to have this kind of um, opportunity, uh, you know, platform to use. And um, it doesn't matter where, you know, where you are, you're able to get your work out there um, and be connected. 
that's it, right there really to, to be connected, right? I mean, you know, we, we literally are managing our entire podcast through Instagram and even the hairdressers that we've reached out to or the people in the industry that we've reached out to, you know, it's all been via Instagram where, you know, I mean, even you, Kiala, I mean, I've known you for mm-hmm. years, but, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what connection we would have if it wasn't for Instagram or with anyone. Really, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like people. you know, it's the new, uh, it's the new newspaper, right? You just Absolutely. open it, you know, um, wake up in the morning instead of reading the paper, you open your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it just shows you another, just like we said before, how important social media is into your uh, into your uh, game. That's right. Exactly. So how, uh, Kiala, how have you used uh, Instagram or social media over the last few years? Um, you know, I think with the, when uh, Hand Press Color was publicized, you know, in mm-hmm. the press, um, it, I thought, first off, before that happened, I only had like 3,000 followers, right? Right. And I, I, I mean, because that, pro, uh, because it was reported during Fashion Week, it was, you know, it, it was an even faster accumulation of yeah. followers and, you know, it just had so much press. And uh, I remember sitting at a uh, restaurant in Brooklyn with my friend, who's another uh, hairstylist, Zoraida, and she, we were sitting there eating, you know, eating, and we just watched the feed go, new follower, new follower, new follower. It was like 30,000 followers in, you know, 24 hours. Oh, it was, my gosh. It was wild. Serious? I never saw anything. My phone was just constantly going. Bing, bing, and, uh, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, that's the power of press. You know, oh. that's the power um, of, um, you know, globally. It was, it was Jeez, wild. That's amazing. And so, you know, from there, I started to pay a little more attention to my Instagram, what was going up there, and really analyzing, like, you know, when you post something, what's the response? You know, if you really want to grow your business, you really want to... Uh, maximize the the time, the space, you know, the image, everything. You really have to take the time to analyze what works and what doesn't. Right. Right. Wow. And obviously, Instagram works. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I mean, I think a lot of people could say that. Right. That's definitely the truth. So you, we have hand pressed color. Um, you know, you're still a global educator for Redken. Where do you? You know, we talked earlier about the kind of shift you, you feel that's happening with education. Can you just uh, go ahead and uh, sh- explain that for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think that with Instagram, you know, we're seeing a lot of talent out there um, that is, you know, coming from Tim and Boise. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, just, I just, maybe, hi, Tim. <laughs> hi, Tim. From Boise. Yeah. From Boise. <laughs> from boys. Uh, but yeah, um, and, and, um, I, I feel that there's going to be a shift away from kind of corporate education teams to more, uh, individuals stepping up to the plate and saying, Hey, I have something really cool. I want to share. I'm going to go out there, you know, and, uh, and teach people. So we're going to see, I think more independence, um, in education. And that's a, that's the direction I'd like to go as well. I think, I mean, you're seeing a lot of that, right? I mean, there's a lot of independent educators out there now. I mean, the whole balayage craze, you know, um, is being um, taken over by independent educators, you know. And it's independent educators that are controlling the narrative a little bit um, now as opposed to getting all our narrative from, you know, the big the big uh, companies 
um, the yeah. big company. So, you know, it, it, it's fun, man. It's, it's, it's the internet age, you know? Like everything yeah. needs to, everybody needs to reevaluate and, 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 and take advantage of what's out there. You know, um, I, 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 this is kind of twofold, but um, I agree that, you know, um, there's going to be more independent education. Mm-hmm. I also feel that when you're trying to grow your Instagram, it's really important to be authentic. You know, it's really important to not just showcase your work, but to um, be authentic and connect with the people. And, you know, I know it's, you know, one of those cliche sayings, but people buy people before they buy things. You need to be able to connect with uh, people on an emotional level as well. And it's okay to, you know, in the middle of your hair page, your hair Instagram page to say, you know, something that comes from your heart, something that's real, something that's authentic. And I think that that's really what, when we go to to the other side of education, that's that's what they're after right now. And that's why independent education is uh, going to really thrive, I feel, in the next, you know, uh, 10 years or so. Yeah, especially with the, the rise of independent hairdressing, uh, the studio suites, because if you have an independent educator, uh, you can draw from individual studios. As a big box brand, you can't necessarily draw from individual studios because not everybody carries your product. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's another thing is, you know, a lot of times education is always driven by products, you know, product sales, etc. And we really need to get back to, you know, the craft of it. So, so like you said, you could go in and teach, you know, people that uh, carry different lines, but you really focus on the technique and, hey, take this and, you, right. and whatever color line you use, whatever product that right. you use, take this back and, and make it work for you. You know, that's important. That's what this whole movement that you see in on Instagram where about the independent uh, stylist, you know what I mean? It's just, Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm glad to be at a part of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. I kind of wish I was 10 years younger, but you know, yeah. Yeah, don't we all, right? <laughs> <laughs> always, right? Uh, always want to be 10 years older. So um, you have some big news. So you're starting behind the chair again, huh? Yes, I am. Um, so, you know, not only do I teach with Redkin uh, and run my company, um, I also do freelance, you know, um, editorial and uh, private clients, etc. cetera. So uh-huh. uh, it kind of took me, that kind of took me out of the salon. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be starting this week. I think a little bit early. I was supposed to start on March 6th, but um, I'm going to start early and I will be doing color at uh, Alibi Salon in Soho. So get your hair pressed at Alibi Salon. Correct. (laughs) The fashion mecca, Soho. In Soho. Fashion mecca. Heading up to Soho. So this is going to be another conversation later is how how do you manage all this, you yeah, know what I mean? Amazing. Behind the chair, education, hair uh, right here. Yeah. Lots, lots of lots, coffee. <laughs> lots of cheers. Lots of coffee. I'll salute with you. <laughs> lots of coffee, no salute. It is hard when you're working for yourself, right? To mm-hmm. um, you know, when you work for somebody, say you need to clock in at nine, <laughs> you need to clock out at this time. When you work for yourself, you really have to set up a schedule. You know, you have to uh, put yourself on the clock. So usually, what I'll do is. You know, I don't usually start before 10. You guys are lucky. It's nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, you know, I usually start around 10, and that's um, kind of looking at all the different areas and giving, you know, uh, making kind of, uh, I guess, project lists for each of those things. So 
what do I have to do for Redkin today? What do I have to do for my business? Right. What do I have to do for this? And, you know, a lot of times it's a, a lot of internet, you know, it's not like on the phone, emails, conference calls, things like that. And then, you know, with my company, I run it top to bottom. Um, or I should say bottom to top, right? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. All, it's, it's all your perspective, right? It's but, you know, answer. and that includes like, you know, the website, um, shipping, orders, you know, all of that stuff, everything. So it, that, you know. That's a full-time job within itself. Yeah, no doubt. That, yeah, absolutely. So, the, you know, my company is only one year old. It's only been on the market for one year, the products, so the tools. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Big, big high fives. Boop, boop. <laughs> bing, bing. But, awesome. um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's just um, staying focused and, and keeping your eyes on the big picture. You know? uh, so now I'm going to add in this long, but it's only two days a week. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited because it's, it's a new team. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, they have a, total, a different color line, so this, this is going to be interesting Uh-oh. as well. So I've been using Redkin color for so long. So oh, they got to be um, happy to get a rock star like you, I would imagine, right? Yeah. They're, they're really excited. So actually, I'm meeting with them later today, you know, just to get all the paperwork and logistics, all that done today. So uh, today is Tuesday. I'll be doing Tuesdays and Sundays. Okay. Um, this Sunday, I'll be traveling to Jackson, Mississippi to teach a program for Redkin. Uh, so it looks like I'll be starting the following Tuesday, so next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday at the Alibi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful salon. Yeah, it's uh, Alibi New York City, NYC. I think that's the website. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to work with a new team. They have some really uh, talented people that work there as well. I'm going to to check them out on Instagram. I hope Hopefully they're on there. Oh, they are, yeah, for sure. They're on there, yeah. Right. Well, we'll definitely like that. And uh, you know, anybody on Instagram, make sure that you follow um, uh, Alibi, Alibi City, Alibi NYC, and Hair Industry. Make sure you follow Hair Industry and Kiala, of course. I think we got all of our plugs in. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the next ten years is going to look like for me, and I think all of you know, it's been twenty five years in this twenty five years in this industry, and all all those different things. You know, are eventually going to come, you know, to to um, a more specific purpose. Mm-hmm. What what I have to add to give to the industry? How, yeah, how do you keep it all together? I mean, yeah. how do you just keep it all? What what is your daily ritual? To, uh, you know, um, I've had I've had you know a lot of um, personal tragedies in my life, so I've learned some you know techniques throughout my life to you know help. Stay focused, stay on track, and uh, one of the things that uh, I practice a lot is self hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know um, what that's about is really, you know, if you want to manifest things in your life, you have to change your thought process and your subconscious mind. You have to change those things uh, so that we act accordingly or act differently in our conscious mind. And it's a practice, you know, it's something that you have to do every day. So. That's definitely a big part of my life, um, mm-hmm. and it can draw in negative energy, and it can draw in positive energy as well. So I think it's you know just being aware of where you are and, and what space you're in, right. and um, yeah, so that's that's a practice that uh, I, I do daily. The, the just hypnosis keep it all together. Tony. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, mad respect to you. Yeah, no doubt. You, you've talked about the struggles. Is there anything that you want to get into? Yeah. 
I mean, I have, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I lost my daughter in, um, um, April, um, of, uh, 2014. Mm. And, uh, you know, that was really something that, you know, brought me to my knees, you know, it just stops okay. your life. And, um, Kiala, Kiala, how, how old was your daughter? She was 20 years old. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she was 20. I had her very young, but, um, so, you know, when I kind of came through the other side, um, and of course, you know, I'm a fighter. I'm always going to keep, keep going and keep pushing. I learned to take my experience, uh, of what I went through and really encourage people, you know, no matter what comes into your life that you can always get through it. You know, you can always, there's always something there and you know I learned to take without being direct without sharing my story with them you know in specifics Mm -hmm. um I kind of brought that after that experience I kind of brought that into my teaching um and I I you know would say to people you know um to you know when they're cutting something you know they're taking a section and they're nervous about it or they're doing something new um I don't know I just I just had more compassion for people in the that's nothing in comparison to, you know, a death or losing a loved one, but, um, the feeling is still there. It's a fear and fear will, fear will make us, uh, change our direction at any given time because we're afraid of rejection, failure. And so, you know, if you can, uh, push through the fear, you know, there's always going to be, you know, that great reward on the other side. So I kind of take, take those experiences in my life and, and use them, and share that indirectly with with the people um, I come in contact through education. Well, I, I know there's advice. two. I know there's two people at this table that are definitely giving you virtual hugs now. You know, we both have, <laughs> we, bo- we both have um, daughters about that old that, about that age. So, you know, yeah. mad respect to you, and mad love for you. And that's tough, yeah. man. I'm glad. I'm I'm I'm. I don't know what the words happy for you, uh, but just that you found techniques because you know so many times we we miss those techniques or or those things to do in life to. Um, to, to help us get through. Yeah, people fall into a hole they don't know how to get out of, but obviously you uh, are working through the process. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, and it's it's something you work at every single day, you know. Um, mm. You know, when you experience certain tragedies in your life like that, they're like, the, those, the, the memory never goes away. That's mm. always going to be there. And so, you know, not every day is going to be a great day, you know. That's why I actually started doing that um, self-hypnosis. That, that really helped me uh, stay focused and, and keep my energy in the right place. Is that is that something that you um you picked up on your own, or did you get help with a therapist for um for the self hypnosis, or is it just something that just happened? Yeah, it's just something I kind of you know stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I have been you know manifesting for many many years, um, but the self hypnosis is something that really helped me to hone in on it. You know, to really like put it in fast track. I guess. Yeah. It's also like my creative place. I always find when I'm at peace, uh, ideas will start to flow through me. And um, when, you know, some people say, well, what do you do to get inspired? That's really what I do. That's, you know, just to be a a vessel almost, you know, for creativity. That's amazing. That is pretty amazing. I wish I had that. I mean, I get good ideas in the shower, but I can I, I forget about them before I get out of the shower. I'm the most brilliant dude in the shower. I'm sure you and sound amazing. I'm a singer as well. Right. I'm a fantastic singer in the shower. Right. Yeah, hopefully uh, a truly uh, a brilliant story because, you know, you, there, are, there are a lot of people probably 
uh, in a very similar situation, but they might not know how to uh, to get out of that situation. And and maybe they listen to this and they hear your story, and you yeah, know, absolutely. just another way of you you helping somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you're in a when you are in a position, um, you know, you're exposed at you know to a certain level, you have an opportunity to um, help people through our craft, you know, and um, to you know share your story. You don't have to go into detail, but you can share. You know, like I said, even in a cutting class or a color class, you know, somebody's trying something new. You see, you can feel the fear, you know, and so to help them just break that down and get through that uh, and then that's where the creativity comes in you know that's where all the good stuff happens right. and uh, so you know don't this in this all t- this is all tied together when we talk about Instagram being authentic it's okay to say hey you know I had to share your personal feelings I think I think we really need to connect more uh, on a personal level uh, you know, with our network, with our industry as well. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we're in the people business, right? I mean, you're always working with people. There's no way around people um, in this industry, you know, whether it's clients or whether you're working with other hairdressers or, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, I think it's fair to share um, our experiences in our life and, and, our, and most importantly, our struggles, because you know, I think even when we brought, when we were bringing this podcast together, you know, we wanted to bring real people um, to the light, so to speak, you know, like, like we said, you know, you see them on the stage and you see them in the magazines, but who are they as people? So, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing your story here. Um, I don't know how often you, uh, you actually get to share it, but, um, but thank you very much for that. Yes, of course. Of course. When we, uh, go to New York sometime, uh, we would love to sit around a, a table with you and do a small talk segment to, oh, yeah, definitely to uh, catch up with all the things that we've covered and kind of see where you are now and, and just the progress that, uh, that, that your journey's taken you on. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, you know, like I said, I'm really open right now to what's going to happen in the next 10 years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really want to take all, all these years of experience and, you know, all of these different areas and, um, you know, kind of funnel them into, you know, the perfect um, opportunity or the perfect purpose. And, and um, that's something I'm still working on. Sure. And uh, so I'm really open to what's going to happen in the next, you know, 10 years or so. And uh, I'm excited about that. But I just don't know exactly what that is, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, that's a, a tra- you know, that, I've, I admire that because a lot of people are just stuck in a real rigid format. This is what I think. This is where I'm going to do. And that's where they go. Mm-hmm. But you're like, it was a like kind of cheesy, but like like water, right? So you're just like flowing and moving where where uh, trend is taking you. And that's you mm-hmm. know what I mean. That's just like when you were at you had Salon Kiala. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. You you had a salon. A lot of people don't want to let that go, but you shut that down to move on to Redken. I mean, that's you know what I mean. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, not a lot of people would do that. Yeah, you have to, you know, just keep moving. You just have to keep moving. And a lot of times we don't know exactly what's in our path. Um, and we may miss things because we choose to stay, uh, you know, this is what I have to do. Like you said, very, you know, rigid. Like this is what I, I work for this company. And, you know, if I move, I might lose this or I might lose that. Or, you know, and I think that fear again is uh, changing our direction because we're just afraid of, Failure. You know, I, I launched a, a company 
in a you know industry with a lot of powerhouses. Yeah, no doubt. Scared to death and took that mm-hmm. risk. And you know, um, I had some great rewards this year. I had a, a lot of success this year. And you know, had I listened to that doubt or listened to that fear, you know, I might not have. Um, been able to to you know deliver my products around the world and right. um, so you know you just have to move scary as it is mm-hmm. you have just to move with it. life and you know like Tony says like water you just have to flow you just and flow like water <laughs> didn't Bruce Lee say that yeah it's be like water be like water yeah. be like water <laughs> right. yeah. yeah it's a you know it's a challenge every day like you know it's not easy it's a, it's um you know it's it's definitely hard. To manage all these things, and um, you know, to you know, think about what's next. What's next? I think the best thing is not to think about what's next, and and just continue to be authentic and continue to deliver quality education, right. quality products, and um, you know, just just flow. That's gonna be our that's gonna be our message for the day. Like just flow. I, th- I think that I think we found the title. Just flow. flow. <laughs> Uh, I was able to listen to a couple episodes. It was really great because I myself uh, was able to see, you know, the personal side of some of these artists out there yeah. in the industry. And, you know, I think it's really great that, like you said, you know, you see them on stage or you see this, you know, happening and you don't really know that person. Right. You know, and, and, and again, this is the movement is authenticity. Absolutely. We are mo- moving towards, you know, that more. Uh, just be be yourself. Share your share share your passion. Who cares if you say um or this or that? You know. Who cares about that? <laughs> well, that's why we have but, Garage Band. <laughs> the ums just, out. Just be yourself. Yeah. Just be yourself and share your passion. And yeah. uh, you know, people are attracted to that. Absolutely. And uh, you know, they want to be a part of. It. They want they want to see real. They want they they want to see real. Learn from real. And you know, connect with you on that level. And it just makes well, you so, so touchable, right? I mean, Absolutely. it makes us all touchable. So you know, yeah. if you think about yeah. the most successful people, you know, not only in the hair world but in the world, you know, um, they come off as authentic, and, and there's this real connection with 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 um, with their audience, right? So yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's like anything; you have to connect with your audience um, first before yeah. you teach them. You know, yeah, before absolutely. you can teach them anything, you have to connect with them. Absolutely. All right. With, with a hair, peace, and love. A hair, peace, and love. A hair, peace, and love, and flow. <laughs> and flow. Oh, like flow. <laughs> okay. So, Kiala, thank you very, 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 very much for uh, for coming on um, our show and yeah. uh, joining us on your day off. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So there it is. We also want to give a special thanks to Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Sarah and Blaine allowed us to use their music that runs under the uh, podcast. It's called Pleased to Meet You, which I thought was only appropriate for our podcast. You can find Pretty Gritty's music on iTunes. Take you out sometime